0: Hey guys, welcome to the Something About Tuesdays podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Joy. Join me every other Tuesday for a lighthearted podcast to keep you company while you do your thing. Hey guys, welcome back to Something About Tuesdays, episode 19. Hi, hey, and welcome. Hola, hola y bienvenidos. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Hi. Uh, I'm y'all. I'm so excited about this episode. I have to tell you, as you can tell, I've been working on my Spanish, mi español. Uh, I've been trying to um, learn more phrases, do more things, and I'm gonna get into all of that. But first, hi. I hope you had an amazing last couple of weeks. Um, I hope you're enjoying uh, November. I cannot believe that we literally are in November. We're almost halfway through it. Thanksgiving is just in a couple weeks. Actually, I was just encouraging some of my students, some of my fifth grade students in my group yesterday. We were just talking and I was like, you guys, we only have like a week and a half of school left before Thanksgiving break. And they're like, what? Really? I was like, yeah, we're almost there, you guys. And that, that blows my mind. Like you all... I mean, I said it. I did say, like, enjoy the slowing down season because once it's over, it is going to speed up. The Holidays are coming. Events are coming. Oh, but I'm so excited. I'm so ready for it. I, I look forward to Thanksgiving. Um, I look forward to the different foods that different people make um, and getting to try all the different things. And then, of course, your staples all of that stuff. And I think the next episode, episode 20 will come out the week after Thanksgiving. So I'll be able to share what I had, but things that I'm looking forward to right now, I think the biggest thing that I love about Thanksgiving food wise, of course, I love the season of being thankful. Um, but one of the things that I like or that I look forward to when it comes to the food is the baked mac and cheese. I think that is my number one go-to that I look forward to in Thanksgiving because, and it's funny because normal mac, mac and cheese, I'm not really a fan of like boxed mac and cheese. It's not bad. I just never want it. When I go out to restaurants, I never order it. It's not my thing, but something about like the baked mac and cheese, that homemade, thick, cheesy, yummy goodness. I love that. So I love that. I like corn pudding. I don't always get corn pudding, but I do like corn pudding. And I like collard greens, but like, I mean, I can do the ones in the can. That's fine. But kind of like I like the Paula Deen kind, you know, those leafy look like they taste homemade. They are homemade. Um, thick, salty collard greens. Yes, I enjoy those. Um, meat wise, my family, uh, we're more ham than turkey people, but I will say, uh, ever since my husband started making turkey, like he started doing it in the um, like a, a turkey fryer thing, <laughs> um, it's been pretty good. And he somehow, on his first try, made it very good, and it was moist and not dry, and ta- and seasoned very very nicely. So I've I'm I'm still not a complete like on board with turkey person. I definitely still like the country honey ham. But I can kind of get behind some good seasoned turkey, which for me that's kind of the hardest part because the skin is seasoned, which I love the skin, like I can eat the skin off chicken, the skin off turkey, but then like the meat part it just tastes like plain old meat. So if the meat can somehow be seasoned, then turkey can be really good. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I can't believe it's a week and a half away, you guys. I'm 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 ready, and I'm sure you are too. Hopefully hopefully you are. Hopefully you have a good. Uh, Thanksgiving meal or something planned, um, and I know that's also like football stuff. People like to watch the football. I so said watch the football. Oh my goodness, you can tell. All right, look. Um, people like to watch football. It's Black Friday, which the thrill of Black Friday has changed over time, and I think um, because now, like I know for, I remember. Do you remember when Black Friday used to start on on that Friday, right? Uh, at like six in the morning. So people would line up to get those good deals on the electronics, on all kinds of things. Um, and, and that was the thing. Well, then they started moving it back to earlier, earlier in the day. And then it was like Thanksgiving day or night. And it was, it just became more than black Friday. But then also with the advancement of, you know, online shopping, then people started not needing to actually go out to the stores as much. I mean, I do. You definitely do still get the holiday in-store shopping. Totally. But online shopping has taken a chunk of that. And Cyber Monday started. And so it was like in-stores on Friday, online on Monday. But now I feel like people are like, our Black Friday deals are starting now. Like I see stuff that they're advertising, you know, you can get a Black Friday deal today. And... I'm like that takes the fun out of Black Friday. And another thing that kind of takes the fun out of Black Friday. There's been sometimes I feel like I'm a huge, you know, shopping clothing person. But on Black Friday, it's kind of like the clothes will be 20% off or something, which is sort of like a regular sale. Um, and so I'm going to need, like, some 50% off name brand stuff. Like, get me some some Gucci for 50% off, 60 70% off if it's, you know, the real high name brands. Get me my my Louboutins um, for at least at least 60% off. I mean, come on. Like, give me those. But I feel like the Black Friday deals are, like, uh, you know, you only get a little bit off. So I I think there needs to be a revamp of Black Friday, like we need, we need the deals to come back. And we also need the time to be scrunched back down to like, literally just that Friday, you know, just have the that Friday, I mean, you don't even have to open at six, open at 10, like you normally do, Um, close at like nine or 10. And, and then let's get in it because I've I don't think I've actually done the whole like waking up early and waiting outside of anything before. I know some of my family members have like my aunties have um, because usually I'm like there's nothing that I really want but um, I know for electronic stuff like if you want a new television or monitor or computer or laptop or things like that that's kind of like I guess the time to do that so I think I might want a new desktop to- computer this year so I might need to start searching out what those Black Friday deals might be I don't know that you'll see me in the store. I think most of the stuff, like I said, is offered online now, um, but I'll have to look and see. Um, so while I do enjoy the convenience of being able to shop for things online, um, there I do kind of, I kind of want to, I don't know, I feel like Black Friday has just become this, not what it used to be. That's what we'll say. It's just not what it used to be. But enough about that. That's coming. That's going to get here. Um, I wanted to start, as you can tell, um, as I first mentioned before I got off on that rant, that I have been working on my Spanish. And and I'm going to have to put that somewhere in the title of this episode because I have a few things to share about this journey that I have started. But it all began, it all began a long time ago. No, I'm just kidding. It all began probably, I would say about two or so months ago. I don't know if it was when I started listening to one of my audibles, um, about, you know, always learning something new or doing something new, but I created a list, um, of, of new hobbies or things that I wanted to try. Things that wouldn't feel like work or things like that. Like I'm in school, so I'm learning something new, but that's, that's not quite the uh, fun thing that, that I think she was kind of alluding to. Um, so I was like, okay, what are some things that I want to learn? Or that could be a hobby with some things that I want to do. And so I came up with four things. And I first said, okay, I like to draw. Um, or at least I used to draw a lot when I was younger. And so I haven't really, you know, taken the time to draw a lot. I still do draw here and there if, if it, you know, gets me right, if I start thinking about it. And sometimes I'll even color to kind of, you know, uh, relax my brain. If my brain wants to think but still focus on coloring, then I'll color and enjoy that stuff with coloring pencils or crayons or things like that. But if I could learn how to maybe become better at drawing or even um, include painting or things like that, I've never really thought of myself as a painter. But because i because when i've tried it's been it's looked terrible, so um but I do like paintings, and I think that possibly it could be something that would interest me and something that I wouldn't mind growing in or doing better at um, so that was like my first kind of okay, I could draw and paint, and then I also wrote down calligraphy because it kind of goes along with that, just being able to write something prettily, 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 man, that's hard to say, but it's a, it is a word, but, um, to write things in a pretty way, um, would be kind of nice. I actually did, y'all, I did get, uh, saw this video, this is probably where it came from, but I saw a video, some, um, short or real, that was somebody who was writing using calligraphy, and it just looked so, it looked so pretty, and it looked so cool, so I was like, maybe that's something I could do, and while I did, Uh, Google some calligraphy classes. There weren't really a lot out there that I saw that, you know, I would be interested in. But I thought, you know, maybe I could honestly just YouTube some videos and and kind of self-teach my, you know, teach myself or, you know, do it slowly first maybe before jumping in and paying for some classes. But that is another kind of area or hobby that I thought about. And then I thought about increasing my skills in the violin. So, I played the violin all through my, um, my elementary year. I started in fifth grade and I played through senior years since t- for 12th grade. And I wasn't too bad. I was, um, first chair all the way up until eighth grade. And then the two middle schools merged and the first chair of the other middle school became first year of our school. And she was better than me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying I got cheated or nothing. No, she was, um, better than me. And, um, and then in, Once I got into high school, I was able to be the first chair of the second violin. So it's almost like second chair. That's kind of where I equated it to. Um, So I wasn't bad at it. But I do know there was so much more I could have learned and done. For example, okay, we were starting to learn vibrato in high school. And I tell you what, and this is what like why this is on my list, but kind of at the same time, I'm like, man, I don't know if this is going to work is i might i try to vibrato and my little wrist does not want to do that. I don't know if you know vibrato is um kind of like the um like if you have a note ah, and then you want a vibrato ah, like you add some extra stuff to it. I don't know that I can do it with my voice, but like on the violin it's like nah and then it's like na. You know, like this kind of wavy sound, you can go fast, you can go slow, whatever. Um but uh, it On the violin, it requires your wrist to move back and forth relatively quickly. In my little wrist, I don't think it was made for that. It was like locking and like doing weird things and it does not wiggle very well. And so vibrato always was very difficult for me. I did not do it well. So I focused on making sure every other note was in tune and beautiful and had a good tone because those vibratos were like, oh my goodness. And... In high school, like, everybody wanted to vibrato everything. And they're like, to make it pretty, you got a vibrato. And I understand it was important. I just wasn't very good at it. And so um, I was like, man, that might be that might be the peak of my ability um, at playing the violin. But I do think I could possibly learn it and, and play it better and do it better. Um, but, yeah, and I don't know what I would do with, with those things. Um, for example, like, if I painted something, it's probably, um, y'all, I'm not going to put it in my house. At least my, my artwork, my drawings, I could save somewhere and just show people as needed. I um, mean, calligraphy, I don't know when I would ever really use it. <laughs> um, And my violin, I don't know when I would ever play. I wouldn't want to play anywhere. I wouldn't want to do that. It would, I guess, just be for me, just be for fun, just something that I could do on my own. I do know when I was in high school, I had a couple of chances to play um in a quartet. And we were able to play at... There was this um, – this, I it was at the high school. The event was at the high school, but it was for um, kind of administrators and things like that, and so I was able to play in a quartet there, and that was kind of – that was pretty fun to do that. I was also able to play in our high school musicals, and so I was the orchestra part of the musical. So I do know um, – I guess there are areas I could play. I just don't think I'd ever be good enough or even committed enough, honestly, to be able to do those things, but these are areas I was like, okay, maybe I could – you know, grow in these areas and just learn. Um, I, if I remember correctly, this was with my, um, the book by, uh, um, Joyce Meyer and, and she was just, you know, do stuff to make life an adventure, you know, always be learning, always try something new, talking about, you know, making every day great. Like you don't have to always, you know, settle in, in where you are and you can always look for ways to, to do something new. And, particularly in my life right now, um, I'm not super pulled by a lot of things at this point. Um, So I have some, I don't want to call them empty spaces, but I do have some spaces where I could, you know, grow in some areas or do some things. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from. And I, you know, always want to encourage you if you've got like a, just a space somewhere and you're like, Hey, maybe I could fill it up with something good or, you know, rebalance some spaces. I know, I have spent a lot of time, I've spent a lot of time on my phone and just browsing. And so kind of I want to, you know, replace that, that time with doing something else, right? Doing some other skill that, I mean, it won't get me anywhere maybe as much as, but say, the same being on my phone, like that's definitely not getting me anywhere either. So just finding areas to do that. So those were those three. And then my last one, and I ended on this one because I want to share some more about it, was learning another language, learning Spanish. I've always loved languages and words. I'm a huge word person. My love language is words of affirmation. I love the nuances of words. I love what words mean, Um, the semantics of words, the pragmatics of, of speech and language. I love all of that. And so words have always fascinated me, and languages have always interested me. I remember when I was younger, my mom um, helped expose me to new languages through, we would listen to some books on tape, and that's where I would learn a little bit of Spanish. I would learn words like limonada. (laughs) It was a story between uh, the little girl on there, but I would learn that, and I would learn... Um, a French as well. We had a little French tape. I think like one side was Spanish, maybe, and the other side was French. So you could listen to the same story in either language. And I also think they had English. It was to help you pick up on words or something like that. I can't remember what that is. I might have to ask her about that. But um, I would do that to help learn languages. So I was like, okay, I've got to pick a language. I took, you know, Spanish in high school. I took German in college. Um, yeah. yeah, hello, guten Morgen or guten Abend, depending Um, and so I was like, okay, let me focus on Spanish because in my position that I work in now, I work with a lot of Spanish speaking students, um, and parents and families. And I was like, let me, and why not? Like, why not? And key factor, I do have a friend who speaks Spanish, right? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try to figure out, or at least become better, at least practice, grow in my knowledge of Spanish, So that has been my goal for the last couple of months, I would say. And you guys have heard me mention it on the podcast. Um, I've mentioned, like I, my friend at church, she taught me, you know, buen día, buen día, you know, a good day, are you having a good day? And so the latest word that she's, or phrase, she's been, you know, doing phrases with me has been, me alegro, me alegro. Uh, which is like I'm glad or I'm happy. So um, I've been practicing using that in different places. So I'm like, oh, cómo estás? And I'm like bien. And I'm like, me alegro. Like I'm happy. I'm glad that you're good. <laughs> so I, I love doing that. Um, I love that she is helping me with that. Like little, like literally, y'all, phrase and phrase at a time. it's it's not it's not it is not going fast, but it's definitely something I'm trying and to even. Uh, To kind of <laughs> add to that, so I, I re-downloaded Duolingo for like the umpteenth time, you guys. I mean, come on, raise your hand out there. Let me know how many of you have at least, I'm pretty sure everybody has downloaded Duolingo at least once and um, tried to get on there. They tried to get me with the streaks. They're like, okay, you can do a streak. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I, I think I downloaded it last Saturday, maybe. And I was like, I'm going to do a seven-day streak. Like, I can do seven days. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did. I think I've done three days in the last seven days. I don't know what it is because it's not hard. It's not time consuming. It's good information, but it is so hard to sit down and do it sometimes. And I'm on my phone. It's not like I'm not on my phone, not near my phone, not playing on my phone. It's not like I don't have the time to do this like five to 10 minute um, practice, but Somehow it slips by me, but I'm going to keep on it. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep getting on my Duolingo. I'm going to keep practicing, figuring out these words. It's kind of funny. My mom is on there too. And so we've been trying to like send each other. You can friend each other on there. And we've been trying to send each other little encouraging like little treasure chest things or little gems. I don't even know what they are. Um, But it's it's good to have a friend on there. Um, Even though it doesn't necessarily motivate me. To get on, <laughs> when I am on, it's good to see like, oh, she's made this progress or, oh, she sent you this and and things like that. But with my Spanish learning, so this is going to tie into my music segment. This is, I think, my like, like most excited thing, like the thing I'm excited the most. There we go. Speaking out words, trying to get my words out. The thing I'm excited the most about to talk about on this podcast, this episode, and that is my Spanish songs. So my music segment. So to help me learn Spanish, I have been uh, or to, you know, to immerse myself in it. I have been I just this past week started listening to Spanish Christian music on um, on Apple. And I just typed it in. And I got two different kinds, which is which I I might go into. We'll see. Um, But um, there's like your Spanish Christian worship songs. And then there's like you 're a spanish christian i 'm gonna say kind of um more chill happy um hip hop type songs, which I love by the way and so because of this, I have three suggestions for you whether you are a Spanish speaker or not, these are great songs to listen to okay and i 'm gonna i 'm gonna pull them up so that way um I can uh read them like have uh, make sure I get the words right so here are the three and i I will preface with The type of mood or vibe that you want for the three. Let's start with, we're going to start with the most chill and um, the song that I think you should listen to if you want to listen to Spanish, but also know what the song is about. And that is the song, uh, Yo Declaro a Cristo. (laughs) I speak Jesus. And the reason I would say that is because if you are familiar with Christian music, then you should be pretty familiar with the song, I Speak Jesus. Uh, If not, look that up. That's a great song as well. But I Speak Jesus is a pretty common Christian song these days. It's pretty popular. So that would be a good one for you to start with if you kind of want to, you know, have an idea of what they're saying um, without, because you don't know all the words, but because you know, I Speak Jesus, then when you hear that, you're like, oh, okay. And like I said, it's a great song all around. And honestly, I do feel like I'm, and that was kind of my original plan. I was going to try to find songs that I already knew the English version, so then when I listened to the Spanish version, I could kind of understand the words more. But somehow I got off onto just some popular Spanish Christian music songs that I've never heard before, and and I'm feeling it, y'all. I'm feeling it. So, I speak Jesus. Yo declaro a Cristo um, would be, um, and the the version I have is from King's Porch and and Twice, um, but. Great you know, great song, it's a good one, good vibes. Um I Speak Jesus is sort of um it's definitely a worship song, so it's not very fast. It's da-da, da-da-da-da, I mean that's the bridge and da da you know it's it's relatively slow but worshipy you know so that's my first one so we're gonna bump it up a notch if you're not quite feeling if you're not as chill you know um and or wanting that kind of that vibe yet which you know I get it that I mean that was me the last few weeks that chill lo-fi jazz vibe well if you want to bump it up a notch (laughs) okay let me start with I'm we're not even gonna start with that I'm gonna end on the song that that I'm definitely as my song segment suggestion. But if you want to bump it up, let's say like five notches. Okay. Let's say you want, let's, let's just say you, you are ready. So you are the opposite of your chill vibe right now. You are hype. Like you are ready to get going. You are motivated. You are motivated to do all those things you want to try to go work out. If you're about to work out. Okay. This is the one, this is the one. Okay. It will get you ready. And, um, so I just get ready. So this one is called "Danza," D-A-N-Z-A, Danza, dance. Uh, it has KB, Nico, M A and Cardic drums. Those are the 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 author or the, the authors. Those are the um the song. The, oh my goodness, the singers, the artists. That's the word I'm looking for. The artists, the music artists that are mentioned on there. And that song will get you hype. And I want to say this. Okay, if you have a child with you listen to the first thirty seconds definitely they will get a kick out of it it will it'll go for the kid vibe if you do not have a child with you, you might want to pass the first thirty seconds because it might grate on your nerves a little bit it's not bad like I listen to it it's fine, but I do cringe it's it's cringe y'all it's a little cringe um that first thirty seconds but after that it hits hard it's fun it's good um uh, and it's it's dance and it's a version of dance like David dance, right? Which you already know is a pretty good hype song. Um, when the spirit of the Lord moves upon my heart, I will dance like David dance. I mean that the original already has some beat and groove. So just just get on the Spanish version and it is so much fun. Okay. Yes, yes. Now, I'll, like, again, you have to be feeling hype, okay? Don't go in there thinking like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, raise my hands on the. No, 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 no. This is a victory dance song, okay? Dance being the key word. Okay. And then, the, so my official song suggestion, if you were like, okay, I don't know that I'm quite as chill as I speak Jesus. I don't know that I'm quite as hype as Danza then this is the perfect. It's just as, it's energetic, it's fun, um, it's got a good sound, a good rhythm, and a good message. Now, I have to admit, I haven't listened to or looked up all the lyrics of all of these songs yet because they are based on other songs that I do know, but this one I did have to, and the lyrics are legit, or at least the chorus, that's where I I typed in the chorus and was like, oh, wow, this this really is good. And this song is called Presente e Futuro, and um, it's by New Spring Worship, uh, Charlie buttrago and Dari someone. But anyway, so I really enjoy this song. Um, and I like it because I, well, first off, it's easy to, it's like a, you. it's easy to catch on to like the, the, where the song is going, the lyrics, the, the chorus, things like that. Um, so the chorus is simple enough that like there was a couple words that even though I didn't know, you know, most of the song, there were some words that stood, stood out to me like salvacion, um, salvation, todo, all, um, corazon, heart, presente y futuro, which I was like, I'm, ass- I'm assuming that means present and future. And so I was, you know, diving the that and then I looked up the actual lyrics and I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to learn. So I've started learning, um, like how to sing it in Spanish. So I'm like, look. I'm going to give you a little taste. Okay, tú eres mi luz y salvación. Todo lo que Okay. I mean, look at that. I mean, that's just me singing like off the dome. Like I I mean, I can't say completely off the dome. I do have the lyrics, but I mean, I don't know the um the I'm not entirely sure if I'm singing the words right. All oh, the words. So if you are a Spanish speaker and you listen to that and you're like, that kind it almost makes sense. Forgive me, forgive me. Um and I don't know, like I said, right key. I don't know all of that, but it's catchy. I mean, come on, like it's so groovy. So it's called Presente e Futuro. Um, when when you go to to look that up, and it's, I mean, it's fun. I wholeheartedly recommend it. Um, it's got a good rhythm. It's got a good beat. It's catchy. It'll get stuck in your head. I mean, at the end of this podcast, even you're gonna be like. and you don't even know the words. Um, so yeah, so that is my music segment and connected to my learning Spanish that I am, you know, pushing to you guys. Um, just, just the little things. It's fun. I have to admit that that has been fun. I do think it's added a little bit to my life um, and it makes me feel cool. So you guys know, I usually like to blast my music. And so in the morning. I've been blasting, I've been blasting my Spanish music coming in and like 60%, 50%, I think of my school's population, um, are Spanish speakers. And so I feel so cool because I'm like, I wonder if they can hear the Spanish. And I wonder if they're like, Hey, you know, we understand. And Hey, I might even be ministering because, you know, it's Christian songs on Spanish. So I'm like, Hey, I found a new ministry, you know, um, <laughs> reaching out in, in Spanish ministry. So I don't know. I, I love it. It's so much fun. Uh, I'm going to continue to try to do it. I'll keep y'all updated with how it goes. Um, I'm sure there will be some moments where I lag a little bit. Maybe don't know as much. Some moments where I'm more hype and can do more. But um, just with that, I do think listening to the Spanish music has been fun. And has um, helped me because it's made me look up things. Like I didn't know what uh, loose was. I had heard it. I was like, what is loose? And now I know that it's light. Um, And and then there's another word. Oh, yeah. Because was another song I did listen to called, oh, oh, Messari Ricordia. Messari Ricordia. Which is actually the Spanish word for mercy. I had no idea. I just listened to it and it sounded cool. And I was like, oh, they're singing about mercy. And so I just love that. That was that was fun. So I wanted to throw that out there. That was I was so excited to share that with you. So excited to speak my Spanish with you. Um and to see <laughs> if any of my friends out there uh can can uh give me some feedback on that. That would be great. I'm gonna have to show this part to Alex, um, sing it to her. I'm hoping that by the time I get to her, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, that I will be able to have the chorus memorized. Like, I can kind of read it to the rhythm of the song, but to have it in my head, I've got some of it. Like, I've got to, oh, oh, look, to, to eres me, me, luz y, y salvacion. So, I got that. To eres me, luz y salvacion. And then, and then I get stuck and I'm like, oh, wait, total, total, total. <laughs> and then it stops there. Okay, okay. And something is something. Tango y que lo que es que, que soy. <laughs> and then mi corazón. And then presente futuro. <laughs> so I do know part of it, but anyway, I do hope to have that memorized, maybe by tomorrow. If not by tomorrow, by sometime next week, and I'm gonna sing it to her, and hopefully she'll be proud of me. And Give me some wonderful feedback. Tell me, muy bien, muy bien, hopefully. But anyway, so that's my Spanish music segment again. um, But really, actually, I I was going to stop there, but it connects to my, I have two little school success stories, two little school stories to share. One was the success of using Google Translate, um, the app. I don't know, I don't think I shared this, but if you get the app, it's pretty cool because you can, I mean, when I think about a translator, I think, okay, I speak or type it in English and it'll have it written and speak it in whatever language. But what's cool is if I use the Google Translate app, you can take a picture of words. It's so like words in a book and it will translate those words on the picture, like on your phone, the picture of your phone into whatever language. And so I was able to use that with a couple of, um, we have some students we call newcomers, which are students who are, you know, new to the country within the last year um, and they're learning the language. And so I was able to share this app with our school iPad and I was able to see them actually use it in practice. Like I showed them how to use it to take pictures of their work so it could be translated or how they can record their teacher talking and they can listen to it. Um, but I was in one of my kiddos classes and, um, they were working on something. I think it was math and, uh, the little guy, he went to go get his iPad and took a picture of it. And his friend explained to me, he goes, Oh, that's his, his tablet that he uses to help him do his work. And, um, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like he really has been using this and not that even his friends know about it. And so I was like, yay, you know, I'm so glad that it's being used. And, Um, I'll throw it out there if you need to use it get the app it's really great if you're going to a foreign country it's cool because you could take a picture of a sign or take a picture of a menu or some directions and it will translate it for you um into whatever language you need to so that was a cool shout out to google translate for that um feel feel free to sponsor me if you feel like it no um and then the other thing was and this was just Completely, I mean, completely just a personal thing, but I was picking up one of my groups and there's this little guy in first grade. I mean, he's tiny, he comes up to like my thigh, like he's so small. And he came out, he goes, You cute? And I said, What? He said, You cute. And I said, who's cute? Who's who's cute? And he goes, you, you cute? And I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> and I'll admit, I mean, I was dressed nice that day. I was trying to look nice. I knew I had church afterward. And, uh, and I was just like, oh, my goodness, like, that's so precious. You cute. You guys, when a kid compliments you, it feels good. <laughs> so I had to write that down. I was like, I got to share that. I want to remember that for later. I just want to remember that you cute that whole little back and forth what you cute (laughs) and I was like well thank you thank you so much I'm so glad that you like the way that I look today um and it was funny because he did it again I think the next day or a couple days later and then like yesterday not a word y'all he didn't even didn't even notice I was like oh today must not be a you cute day And he knows better than saying, "You're not cute, <laughs> um, so anyway, I thought that was precious, um but yeah, so fallback back just happened this past Sunday, and i I mean, I get why we might have needed it back in the day, you know, when we needed to get up early, have those early times to do farm work, to do whatever, yeah. But man, I would rather have that daylight at the, at the tail end of my day than, than at the beginning. Like I, because, so I didn't really feel it until I went to work. And then when I was getting off work, um, I was leaving and it was like six and y'all it was like almost pitch black. I was like, Oh no, already. Like it was getting dark. It was so dark. And I was like, Oh my, like, I know this happens every year. It's not like this is new. But I'm like, man, do we got to keep up with this uh, fallback thing? Like, can we just spring forward and just leave it forward? I mean, I do enjoy that extra hour of sleep. Like, I don't know that I sleep anymore so much as maybe just stay later, stay up later. But um, I'm kind of like, man, fallback, fallback is, is a little overrated. Like, I think I'd rather have it on the other end. And I don't know how we can get that changed. I feel like there was a petition a couple years ago. Um, I don't know what happened to that, but we need to get back on board. There needs to be more um, media presence around that. There needs to be some more PR because I think I would sign that petition to just forget about fallback and just to keep keep our time, just keep it the same um, so we don't have to lose that, that hour at the nighttime. So that was just a side note, but also this past week was election day. And can I just say... I am so glad election day is over because y'all, if I get another text or phone call from whomever, like I don't even know which side of, of the political fence they are on. I don't read them. I don't look at them. As soon as I see something long up, it's election day or candidate or whomever, I immediately delete the thing. Like I... Y'all, I don't need your propaganda. I don't need, even if I'm for you, I don't need it. I don't need none of it. Um, I will do my own research. I I know who I want to vote for. Uh, I will do, I would do the thing, but please, please stop text messaging me. And so now the election day is over. Those text messages should be gone. Woohoo. Um, the phone calls should be over with. Yes. Um, that's, that's good. And, so Election Day, I do like Election Day. I've been able to, um, as a teacher, we're off the entire day for Election Day. Uh, I do think actually this next one in May we're not going to be off. Oh, no. But at least for this one we were. Um, and I remember when I first began um, voting, my dad, he always voted at like six in the morning. And and I think that's because my dad's an early riser, but he'd also do it before he had to work and things like that. So when I started voting, he would take me, you know, and it would be at six in the morning. And that's just when we did it. Like as soon as the polls were open, we were there. And so that kind of became a thing. And even once I started, you know, living on my own or out of their house, I would still get up six in the morning. I got to be there at six in the morning to vote. Y'all like a year ago or so. I was like, I don't you know, I don't think I got to get up at six anymore. I got up at like eight and I got there and it did not take forever. It took like five minutes. And that was like my fear. Like, I think we were like, we got to get in before the crowds get in. Uh, no, it, no, it was fine. And then today I think, or not today, but this past week, this election day, I think I got there the latest I've ever been, which was 845. And y'all, I was still out in like 10 minutes. I was like, oh, you you guys, I don't know if there's like a, a rush hour time, but I haven't found it yet. So if you are still getting up at six in the morning to vote, do it, do your thing. I mean, that's great, but I'm gonna let you know, you you know, it's okay. At least where I am, I guess I can't make the assumption that it's the same everywhere, but at least where I am, the lines aren't that long. They at least have a system that's going that we get in, we get out. Um, It's great. I love it. Um, and so I did my thing, I got my, I voted, uh, um, bracelet thing and, and I tried to put it on and got it all kinds of crooked. And then once it's on, you know, you can't really take it off. So it was just crooked, a crooked, um, the little lines aren't lined up. I voted thing. Um, but I was excited to wear it until I, you know, went to go shower and then I'd take it off. Um, but I, you know, I like the, I, I'm, it's doing your civic duty. It's, it's fun. It's an experience in and of itself. Um, to be able to you know exercise that right to vote. And I'm glad I live in a country that we can do that. And also, the day I'm recording today is Veterans Day. So, shout out an, an honorable shout out and a respectful shout out to all you veterans out there. Um, I salute you. Thank you so much for your service. Um, thank you to my husband, who was in the Marines. Thank you to my mom and my dad, who were both in the Army. Um, thank you to Uh, All of my family and friends who have served in any capacity, I salute you. I thank you so much for your service. You have done and are doing, if you're still in it, such a commendable thing. Um, And I value you and I appreciate you for that. So thank you. Thank you so much for your service. Um, And for those of you who've who've lost someone, um, thank you for, for for giving them to us, you know, for our country, for people you don't know, for people you may not even like, you know. Uh, thank you for your sacrifice and for your loved one's sacrifice. It is not unappreciated. Uh, I'm sure at times it can feel that way, but it's greatly appreciated and it's greatly honored. And and I salute you and humbly say thank you. So thank you to all of those um, who have served in our armed forces in any way. But yeah, so um, that was that's this past week. Fall ba- fall back election day. Um, it's been a pretty good week. I've had some lovely random things. Like something I noticed was: Have you guys ever done an action that makes no sense for you to do? And let me give you an example. What I did: I was driving, and I don't know what it was, but I don't think I wasn't feeling exasperated. But I was doing a, a sigh out, like just a, ah. and when I did that, I did a sigh. And I blew, like, stuck my lip out to blow up as if I had bangs. Like, if I had bangs, my, my bangs would blow up. If you can picture that, like a, you know, and then your bangs blow up. I did that in... I honestly pictured imaginary bangs. Like I knew I, because I've I've either seen it on like TV or I've seen, I had a friend who used to do it, a friend, he was my friend, but it was like way back in first grade who used to do it. Always blow up those bangs. And so I do that. You guys, it made zero sense for me to blow up some, some bangs that don't exist. I'm like, I do that sometimes. Or maybe like if you've done the move, like you push up your glasses, but you don't have glasses or, you know, stroking your chin in a way as if you had a beard, but you don't have a beard. It's kind of like sometimes you do things that are just, they're actions that you've either seen others do and that, you know, subconsciously you're mimicking, even though it makes absolutely no sense for you to do that. Um, because, you know, whatever it is, like me, you, you can't blow up bangs that you do not have. <laughs> and so I just thought that was a lovely random thing. And then Another thing, and I, I wrote this down, um, and I said my phone at night, so I have been trying to do better about not being on my phone at night. And I do try not to be on social media past 10 o'clock, I believe, but I'll still play like my word games and things like that. And so at night I've noticed that my phone, I'll have it turned, the brightness turned all the way down. And then, um, you know, at nighttime I have it down But then it'll start feeling bright, I guess, when I'm starting to get tired. I'm like, man, it's bright. And then I'll check, and I'm like, I think I have it turned all the way down. And I'll look, and it is. I'm like, but it still feels bright. So what I'll do is I'll flip the the brightness up really quick and be like, ah! And then I'll flip it back down. And then I appreciate how dim it is. And so what originally wasn't dim enough for me, once I, you know, brought the brightness up and brought it back down. I'm like, oh man, it really is dim and it doesn't seem as bad. And I wrote down, there is a message in there somewhere. I don't know what that message is, but I was like, okay, you can have a situation where it becomes the norm. You become used to it. Maybe this is like a thankfulness lesson. Yeah. Okay. 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 I will make this a thankfulness lesson because it's November. So sometimes we can get so used to how life is, right? I mean, so we've got it on dim. That's the correct setting for where we are, but we get used to it and we're thinking, man, is it really doing what it's supposed to be doing? Is my life really where it's supposed to be? Like, is this really as good as it gets? And then, but you need to take a moment to turn that brightness up that hurts you a little bit. Ah, and then you realize, you know what? had it good before. And you're thankful. You know, I'm glad that that the light does get dimmer. I'm glad now I can see that it was doing what it was supposed to do. My life was where it was supposed to be. My family are who they're supposed to be. It is good. Um, God has blessed, you know, everything isn't perfect, but it certainly is good. And let me say that has been something that I honestly think um, God's been working with me on. And that is, that it doesn't have to be perfect, you know, it can just be good, and it doesn't have to even be normal, but it can still be good, because I've been struggling with, I've been talking to God, I'm like, God, there are some things that I want, and I, and I'll say, it's not that I need extra, I don't need above and beyond anyone else, I just want the normal, I just want this situation to be normal, I just want this to happen normally, I just want normal, And, and I feel like it was like, I'm, you know, I may not get normal in lots of situations. I'm, I'm not in a normal quote unquote situation, but it's still good. So I'm starting to learn to shift from asking for the normal to asking for good, understanding that my life may not be normal. The things I go through may not be normal, quote unquote, like I said, we all have different definitions of normal, but it can still be normal good. And ultimately that's what I want. You know, in my brain, I guess I equate normal with being good, but maybe they're not synonymous. Maybe normal doesn't necessarily mean good. So if I had to choose between the two, I want good, whatever good is. And that's where my trust in God has to come from. I have to trust that he knows what good is and he'll help me find that balance between normal and good and all that stuff. And so, yeah, um, yeah. Be, be, be thankful for what you have. Um, thankful for what's good. Um, and, and even if, even if it's normal or if it's not normal, as long as it's good. Right. Um, and, and there's good in it, find the good in it. So there's my, there's my message that came from, came from my phone light at night. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the other thing, and that, I guess this will tie into, sort of a food segment. Um, but since I'm on the subject of, of God, <laughs> I was thinking about, I, and I meant to mention this. So last episode I had talked about how one of the reasons I like to pray is because, you know, God is the ultimate, he's the highest of the high. He's, he's the one you can go to above everything. And, um, so I was driving, y'all know, I think a lot when I drive and, I had a quick kind of mind-blown moment, which I was going to mention last week, but because of my whole nose debacle, <laughs> I had to kind of end it, and I didn't get to share, but um, I was going to throw out there, kind of tied to those lines of God being the highest of the high, that to me, it was like God is the ultimate manager, right? You know, you go to the manager, and you want to go to the one above that, but then I was thinking like, okay, I was thinking about, you know, because sometimes I when you go to God, you're like, okay, God, can you do this thing? And when he doesn't do it, or he doesn't do it right away, you're kind of thinking, well, Dag, you know, like he, he's the only one I could, he's the only one I could go to, you know, you start thinking if he doesn't do it, then it's not going to get done. And, And then you start to be like, well, God, do you really care? Like, do you know? But then you go back on scripture and you go back on, you know, that, you know, God has the steps of a righteous man ordered. And, you know, his plans for your good and, and, and all those things. And he loves you. You know, remember that. So you're like, okay, God does love me. And it goes back to the faith and the trust thing. And so I was thinking like, okay, you know, we don't always understand every situation, um, but God is literally in control of everything. And so I thought about what that means. And I was like, okay, so God is in control of me and my life. I'm like, okay. And then I was like, and not just my life and wanting the good for my life, but he wants the good for everybody in my family. So I was like, I expanded it to everybody. So good for me, good for them. And then not just my family, but every family, like in the city, I was like, Oh, that's a lot of us. That's a lot of us. I live in a pretty big city. I mean, not the largest city, but it's a city. I'm like, and he's in control. And he is aware of every single individual within those families within the city. And then I was like, Oh my goodness. Think about the whole world. I was like, he's in control of every individual in this entire world. Not in control of, like, he gives us free will, but, I mean, he has the the ins and outs and the makings and and the, the ways that he blesses and things all in his hands. He's in control of this world. He created it. And I was like, wow, he is in, he's a part of everybody's life in some way. And some people have accepted him to move in their life, and some people has put him in a place where, you know they don't want him moving in their life, depending on their relationship with him and you know God is a gentleman, you know um he ain't going to step in where he isn't welcome, so it's one of those. He, But he is still aware of every little thing. And I was just like, man, that's so big. And then I thought about, you know, I'm asking for God to do things in the future. I'm like, man, he is aware of my future and aware of the futures of everybody because he understands everything. He knows the psychology of everyone. He knows, you know, the decisions that we'll make and the things that we'll do and the reasons why and what can be good and all that stuff way into the future. And I was like, he knows all those future people. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, that means he knows all the past people too because God is not bound by time. So he is like doing it all. In my brain, y'all, I was like, oh, man, I'm so glad that somebody can handle it all because obviously I would be overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed just trying to control my life, you know, let alone the lives of anybody else. And so, uh, just, just the, like the phenomenal, the phenomenalness, that's not a word, but the phenomenalness of knowing that, that God sees everything is in control of everything and that he loves us that's the key I mean God could he could have been unloving and he could have been unkind and he could have been a cruel God but he's a loving God and you know just because he loves us doesn't mean that we'll always understand what he chooses to do or not do but he does love us and we can bank on that and so and we can also bank on that he wants the best for everybody and for everything and for the good of the world and while also giving us free will. Man, it's a big there's a big balance, y'all. There is huge. And and I'm just glad that I can trust God to to do it and to take care of it. So I'm gonna keep, you know, praying for those things. I'm gonna keep believing for those things. I'm gonna keep asking for those things, trusting that God has, He's got something. He knows. He He's very aware. He is aware of me. He's aware of everyone. He's aware of you. He's aware of all of us. Um and, you know, and he is willing and very able to be involved. You just got to let him, and then you just got to trust him. So there's my message in there. Um, oh, all that from a phone at night. No, I'm just kidding. That's stuff that God is constantly dealing with me about, y'all. I could do a whole nother podcast on that, but that's just – my, that's, that's, that's my message. My message to you there in the season of Thanksgiving, be thankful and then know that God's got you. He's got it. Um, so then to flip, flip it back around. Um, so the leaves are on the ground. We're talking about this season. Leaves are kind of no longer on the beautiful trees. They're still beautiful, but they're now on the ground. Um, and, and the season is changing and it's great. It's all part of it. But seeing the leaves on the ground reminded me of, when I was a, a youth a youth person in the youth group, I was young, I was 12, and we used to go on this fall trip every year, and I couldn't wait till I got to go, until I was old enough to go, called Otter Creek. And we would go to this place called Otter Creek, and we would camp. We would camp overnight. And we're in the youth group, like, one of the most fun things to do are overnight stuff, because you're with your friends for one. But then you're like not with your parents, right? And but you're with your friends and, and all the fun stuff, the drama stuff. I mean it's all there, but it's so much fun. And you're you're with them overnight. You know, you're spending it's like a big sleepover with your best friends, of across- course. You know, girls and boys are separated. Um, but until that time, you guys are all hanging out, doing your thing. You know, um, it's just so much fun. And then the next day you wake up and you're like still with your friends. And it's a blast. Um, I do think when you're a youth group, you start missing your parents. Probably you're ready to go home after that that one night, maybe two. Um, but we would do Otter Creek. And I think we did two nights. And it was, oh, there were so many memories. The ministers at our church would... Would cook our big old hearty um, biscuits and gravy breakfast with some eggs, and sausage and bacon, and it would be so good. And I'm gonna talk on bacon here in a minute, but it would be so good. And we would of course go camping and hiking. Um, there was we would also do another another overnight one, just like a an all nighter at this one church that had a gym, but like not like just the gym with basketball, but I mean like. And one floor was basketball, one floor of it was bo- had a bowling alley, another floor of it had a skating rink. And you guys, that was so much fun, at least for me. I mean, I was an extrovert, I enjoyed hanging out with my friends. My sister was an introvert, uh, I don't know that she enjoyed it near as much. She did go to those things, mom did encourage her to hang out with the youth group. Um, but she would always bring a book and just chill, you know, like when we'd go to Otter Creek, she'd be the one, you know, sitting with her book, reading while we're all talking and doing that thing. Um, but those overnight, just, I remember doing the bowling alley, um, and then skating, and then the guys would play basketball, like, all night long, I don't know what it is with guys in basketball, but they, they love it, I mean, what, it, what, it, is it, is the exercise, is it fun, I don't know, like, I can, you know, I, I was gonna say, I can play some basketball, no, I can't, I'm not very good at it all, I can shoot a hundred times and make it once, but, um, so they would mostly do the basketball and the girls we'd run around and do our stuff. I love to skate. So skating was my thing. I still enjoy skating now. I know there was, a, I think a couple years ago, um, I was actively trying to go skating cause it was something I like to do on the weekends just by myself. Y'all like I would just go for like an hour and just skate all by myself. Um, and, and it was fun just to do something active, do something fun. Um, kind of like my hobbies thing that I talked about at the beginning. So There was that, but anyway, youth group stuff, youth group events, when you're in the youth group, it's fine. Is there drama? Yes, 100% there's drama. Why? Because you're teenagers and there's hormones and there's ideas and thoughts and and just you trying to figure out who you are and who your friends are and all that stuff but is it worth it most definitely so hang in there youth group people hang in there hang on to your friends um even if there's drama it's all right it won't mean nothing when you're older forgive each other move on have fun and do all those lovely things um so i'm about to wrap it up here, and uh, I've not noticed you guys. I start notice I'm I'm starting to say that I do. Well, not starting to. I say that like when I'm going to end. I'm always like, let's get started when we get started. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna wrap it up here when we end it. But I think I I don't know. I kind of like the way that sounds. Um, just you know, wrap it up, just end it here quickly. Maybe I can, uh, Google or do a thesaurus and um. Find another like way to say that uh, we 'll see next next episode if I come up with a new way to to wrap things up. if you hear me say something different you 'll know what i 'm trying to do because with my love of words, I love the thesaurus more than the dictionary. I mean, I like the dictionary, but I love the thesaurus. I love finding other words that mean the same thing um or you know mean greater shades of meaning or less shades of meaning. Love that stuff, so speaking of words um my Look, I when I wrote this down, I was like, I think I want to start a word or phrase of the week and I don't know that just like my, you know, music segment, food segment, whatever, just things that um I think about and interest me. So, my word of the week last time, my phrase of the week was and die, which I still love. And die, so and so and die. But my kind of word that I like to say and I think I've been saying it more because I've been sick lately. Y'all, this last couple of weeks, I have been dealing with, I've had this cough. You might be able to hear a little bit in my voice. It's starting to get a little bit better, but it's still there a little bit, that kind of scratchiness. Um, But I've had this cough. I mean, my nose has been stuffy. Y'all, I thought it was my cat, and it was then, but when I say it must have triggered something because even after, I think probably since the last time I recorded, like my nose has just been stuffy and runny. I mean, how do you do both? And my throat has just been, I've been coughing up a storm. I've been, you know, it's been terrible. So I've been taking medicine. And I said all that to say, I've been taking medicine. And I like to say the word acetaminophen. And I think that's how you say it, um because i I remember I did not pronounce it that way for the longest. I don't know what I said. I don't even know if I said anything. I was like acid, acid, acetate, and then I just gave up. But I think it's pronounced acetaminophen, um, which I hope so because that would be hilarious if it's not. okay, if it's not pronounced acetaminophen, I'm sorry, I will find a way, which I should have probably looked this up before sharing it on the podcast, but I like saying the word acetaminophen um I don't know what it is, but it's it's just it kind of rolls off the tongue acetaminophen, and it makes me feel smart now, if it's now pronounced correctly, if I am pronouncing this wrong, then okay, fine, however, it's supposed to be pronounced, I'm sure it's not near as fine as acetaminophen um but it's fine. Either way. So that's kind of my word of the week. So the medicine, the painkillers, um, acetaminophen. I just like the way, the way it sounds and the way it rolls off the tongue. Um, so I mentioned, and, and really I am about to wrap up here. So I had mentioned how, um, so I like words, and I got Duolingo, the app. Well, a friend of mine, a teacher friend of mine, was playing a game Um on her phone and it was like a just little challenge game like um some of it was words and it was like rank the words in order of of uh, shades of meaning and I was like oh I love this and then she had another game on there and she told me about the app luminos Lum- lumosity and I think it's actually one that i I actually I know for sure it was one I would Man, it had been a couple years, but I had downloaded it a couple years ago. Um, but I re-downloaded that. And I've been playing those little games if you um, have ever had it. I feel like that's another one that people have always downloaded at some point and then gave up on it. But it just has little tests for you. And I love the word ones. Uh, there was this one where it would give you like the first two letters and you'd have to come up with as many words as you can. That started with those two letters or three letters or one letter. Or it would give you, you know, a range of letters. And so it would be like B-R and then you'd have to come up with a bunch of words I'd be like okay bridge I'm bright and you know and the longer the the better and so things like that so I've enjoyed doing that um doing that as well that's been a fun little app man (laughs) it's kind of funny I'm like I'm shouting out all these things I hope it's you know okay I'm sure it is but um Lumosity if you want to get that that's a fun one for like little games uh that's one that I'll do at nighttime with my um with my 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 Uh, like crossword puzzles and things like that. That's kind of a fun one that it's a game, but they're really short, so they don't, you know, do too much. And you feel like you're practicing different skills that, you know, could be helpful or whatever. Um, I don't pay for the premium by any means. Um, My friend does. Now, she does, and she gets, I think, access to all the games and things. And if it seems like something you're interested in, maybe you could try it. You know, I'm all about those free trials and things like that. But I do think this is, you can get the basic, and you get to play, I think, three games a day, and that can be pretty fun. But Anywho, the last two kind of things that I want to share, the last one will be a very quick food segment, and that's just a food thought that I had, so it'll be very quick. But the um, what I wanna kind of touch on for this second was I had this I just wanna I just wanna share. Like it's for no other reason than just to share, that I had a perfect side hug that changed that changed my mood for the day. So one of those days this past um, couple of weeks, I was kind of feeling just like, blah, not bad, but just blah, you know, and I, and being around other people, it was fine. It was just like, okay, yeah, I mean, I would smile, I'd, you know, do my thing, but I was just feeling like, blah. Um, and so I was sitting there and a, a friend of mine came up and just very quick, gave me a quick side hug, kind of like an ICU hug. And, hey, love you. And then that was it. And I was like, oh, I needed that. I think I just needed to be seen in my in my blah, you know? Like sometimes when you're in that blah and you're covering it up with a smile or you're doing whatever, then you feel like everybody's seeing that smile but they're not really seeing you. And you're okay with that. Like people are talking to you. They're interacting with you. You're fine. Um, and it's not like people aren't giving you attention or anything like that. But it's like, are they really seeing you because of the, the mask you put on? But then someone might break through that mask and just a quick like, oh, I do see you. Love you. And that's it. And I was like, wow. And it really changed my mood. All of a sudden, I was like, you know what? Oh, okay. I feel better. I feel seen. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to share that. And I'll always encourage you to you know, go see somebody, even if they're, you know, maybe putting on a mask or something. Um. And you can kind of tell maybe, and you may not be able to tell because some people have some really good mask, Um, but maybe if something's slightly off or maybe you see they're smiling, but when they turn, that smile quickly disappears or, or something like that. I'm not saying you have to give them a side hug. You know, it depends on who the person is, but in some way, if you could crack just a crack through that mask a little bit to connect with them that would be I mean for me it was great I loved it um and that could be something that you could try or you could do this next couple of weeks or if not hey maybe somebody will you know if you're feeling blah maybe somebody will see you um, and if nobody sees you know that God sees you he's the highest of the higher right like he does see you so if everybody else cannot see past that mask of yours and maybe you don't want them to you know that's why you have it up there you're like I'm not trying to get into that right now but God sees you, and he knows, and he's there. And whenever you're ready to get into it, he's, he's there to get into it with you, okay, and to be there for you. So, yeah. Um, so I felt seen in that moment, and that made me feel good. And then to end on my, my food segment, <laughs> I told you I'd come back to bacon, and that is this. So I think I saw like a clip or something of someone who had pizza, and, that, and they patted the pizza with a paper towel to get the grease off. Mm -mm, y'all you can't do that you can't do that you cannot do that I mean sometimes if it's like a huge bucket's amount yes but grease belongs on pizza and my connection to that is so I made some bacon and normally I take the grease off my bacon and this time I did but not as much I didn't like pat it all over like I normally do I just maybe patted like one side so when I went to bite into it there's still some grease on there You guys, man, I think it enhanced the flavor. I was like, oh my goodness, what? Because usually, I I mean, I pat that thing dry. Like I don't want it greasy. But a little bit of grease on bacon is kind of good. So I think that same principle applies. Leave a little bit of grease on your pizza and leave a little bit of grease on your bacon. That is my food segment suggestion for you. that's funny. Anyway, so yes, that's that's literally all. That's all I had to say on that was that I tried that just a little bit of grease on my bacon, not even on purpose, and I think it added a little something something. So that was good. Um to make it a full food segment, I could say that um one kind of meal that I like is bacon with a piece of bread. Um, I know it's like a bacon sandwich, but if you're quick and on the go, I just get a piece of bread. I kind of like the honey wheat kind. Um, I do take off the crust. I know, I know. Um, And then just literally one slice of bread with, either one or two pieces of bacon and, and just kind of mush, not mush them together, but squeeze it, squeeze it a little bit where the bread molds a little bit over the, the bacon, like starts to take its shape. And then you eat that and it's, it's good. I don't know. Like you got to try it. It's super simple. It's super easy. It's super yummy. Now I'm thinking if I leave a little bit of grease on there to kind of not soggy up the bread, but to make it a little more moldable. Mm, mm, Okay. Bacon, a a touch of bacon grease and a piece of honey wheat bread. (laughs) Um, Make that your, your breakfast. No, you should do a healthier one. I have been working on eating uh, better. My husband and I were actually in a, um, a slight competition right now to see who can lose uh, the most weight in a week. I know, I know most people are like over three months, over a month. We were like, let's just give ourselves a week and see what happens. (laughs) So for this week, we are definitely trying to watch what we eat and trying to exercise more and that's been fun. That's why I've been listening to my hype music like Danza um, to get me excited about exercising and doing more. Because I've usually, like I said, try to do two times a week, one to two times a week. But this week, I've been able to go to the gym. I think four times. I think I went Monday, uh, Tuesday, Friday, and today. Yeah, four times. Whoop whoop. Okay, so anywho, so we'll have to see. I don't. We'll see who who wins. We're gonna weigh ourselves on Monday or Sunday, I believe. Um, to test that out. But anywho, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, thank you for coming back. Even after my nasally ending last week, um, you guys still came back to hear more. Um, I greatly appreciate you. I'm so glad that you guys are here, that you guys listen. And uh, I will see you all in a couple of weeks.